0: You're listening to Time Out with Jen and Lisa, a podcast where we talk about what matters most, sports. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 10. We are in the double digits for episodes. That just shows how long this COVID-19 has been going on. (laughs) Uh, It's been going on quite a bit. Uh, This is Time Out with Jen and Lisa. We thank you for joining us for our episode 10. This week we're going to be talking about the NFL again, the conference championship games, and also we've got some Major League Baseball that we want to talk about. Uh, We've had some moving and grooving and shaking going on, and there's some other little sports tidbits we want to touch on too. So we uh, thank you for joining us, and I'm your host, Jennifer Fink. My co-host with me is... Lisa Porcello the one and only the stat person the I realized (laughs) that she would be I would be kind of the the uh, color analyst and you would be the stat person if we actually did like a side game or something because you have all the little information and I I I do the little quirky goofy silly stuff
1: I think my information knows more of the fun stuff yeah it could be I mean I'm definitely more prepared than you are
0: I just wing it (laughs) I just wing it every week so thank you, everyone, for joining us. The NFL Conference Championships were um, wait, does not that make surprised you, in one. And
1: does that make you Joe Buck? Oh, wait. That makes me Joe Buck.
0: You're Joe Buck. Damn it. I'm Troy Aikman. I don't oh. Know. oh, I don't know which one's worse. Not sure either. That okay. That's for another day. Uh, anyway. <laughs> So um, the conference championships took place. Um, we could start with the Buffalo Bills losing, which yep. I, I'm not surprised. I believe I said if Patrick Mahomes, was 100%, they would lose by 10 to 14 points, and they lost by 14. So good prediction on my part. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so well, your uh, jersey
1: and your sweatshirt which you have not washed since six the weeks postseason began are six weeks currently sitting in the laundry yeah. ready to go in
0: yeah i haven't washed them my stefan Diggs or my buffalo bills sweatshirt
1: i, I don't think there's any reason to feel bad about the bills i'm not because honestly the bills are gonna be back 15 wins i mean this year 15 they're, wins they're young most of their core players are either uh, signed to multi-year extensions or they're still on their rookie deals. Uh, their coaching staff, well, not completely uh, clear of uncertainty because there's teams looking at their defensive coordinator. No, and an offensive coordinator. No. Um, should remain largely intact for their fourth year. And now, yeah, they lost, but they're experienced. They have postseason yeah. experience. and That showed. I really think your Bills have nothing to be ashamed of. No. this is They've won their first AFC title since listen, 1995. Listen, I'm psyched.
0: I think, you know, we really showed our immaturity, I think, in that Chiefs game. And let's just be honest. Kansas City is a really good team. Yeah. And Patrick Mahomes can get it done. Travis Kelsey was, was legit out of this world. Um, I, I mean, honestly, it... The Bills, as you said last week, have no tight end defense, and that showed. Uh, and but, I, I think, yeah. as
1: Josh McDermott said, uh, at, at the end of the day, this is their measuring stick. So I, I think that is a good way to look at it. That the Kansas City Chiefs are their measuring stick. Yeah, and uh, Sean McDermott. Not I'm sorry, Josh Sean McDermott. McDermott. I apologize, Mr. Walking McDermott. McDermott. <laughs> yes,
0: yes. We love Josh McDermott in Walking Dead, but yes, yes. yes. I apologize. McDermott. Yeah, no, I, I you know, I, I, I'm fine. I mean, they had a fantastic season. If they beat the Chiefs, it would have just been unbelievable. <laughs> but, you know,
1: it, I think, it's fine. I really it was a great season. This season is, is when, you know, even though Josh Allen had a low game on Sunday, he really blossomed into the franchise quarterback I think so. that they think he's going to be um, this season. I mean, uh, he broke some i think single season franchise records yeah. this year. Uh he got a Pro Bowl selection, possibly an MVP vote or two. Um I don't think Stefan Diggs could have env- envisioned a better debut as a Buffalo Bill this year. Um it you was know, really it just a great season. it you know, they just weren't enough for the Chiefs. But who is enough for the oh, Chiefs? I, I they mean, have so
0: many weapons.
1: I, I, chiefs tight end travis kelsey and their wide receiver tyreek hill they basically did whatever they wanted in that game on sunday they combined for 290 yards and two touchdowns on 24 catches like there was no answer to that <laughs> um
0: no and they're the chiefs defense their secondary defense which i said it was not that strong was really strong i mean I, you know look bottom line is i think you know the Chiefs have been in that position. They've been in. This is the, their what third or fourth, third consecutive. Um, I think it's
1: third. No fourth, fourth consecutive fourth conference consecutive.
0: championship. Third consecutive Super Bowl. I, I I just bottom line is, hey, you know what? They they're a fantastic team. They Andy Reid has put together a fantastic team. He did classic Andy Reid plays with a few trick plays. It, it was it was exciting and it was an exciting season the Bills mafia you know should be really proud of what they've accomplished uh this season it far exceeded my expectation going in um especially not having a preseason with playing you know Stefan Diggs as our new receiver Cole Beasley also played with a broken fibula I, I saw that yeah so look fantastic season congratulations to the chiefs I'm not cheering for you But congratulations (laughs) to the Chiefs. Um, Do you have anything else you want to say about
1: it? I think Josh Allen sort of said it best um, in the post-game press conference. He said, it's going to fuel us. I have no doubt in my mind that we will be back. We're still young, and we're only going to get better. That's the one thing I take from this. We're close. The results weren't good tonight, but I'm super proud of how our team fought all season and how we bonded together. Absolutely. And I think that's the important part to take from this as a Bills fan is that they're still young. You're going to have this core team of players for a couple years at least. I agree. Your, your coaching is going to stay in place. They are now, they now have experience. Um, for a time there, they were the hottest team in the NFL. I think they won 9 of 10 straight. I think that they're just going to continue to get better. And I think as their coach said, Sean McDermott, <laughs> that Kansas City their measuring stick.
0: I think that's a great measuring stick. I mean, it, you know, Let's be honest. They lost by 14 points and they did not play a great game. No. Like at all. And they, what did they lose by? Uh, nine, nine when they played in the regular season, I think. So, uh, look. Uh, yeah,
1: 38 uh, 24 in the uh, regular season. Oh, so
0: 14. So it was 14 again. Oh,
1: I'm sorry. It was 38 24 in this past year. Yeah,
0: game. that's I what apologize. I thought. I was like, wait a minute. It was 14 for this game. I think it was nine. It was pretty close, but, uh, you know. I'm not I'm not worried. Bills are gonna be there. Chiefs are just Chiefs are just so and good. Patrick
1: Mahomes is super he's just so good. I mean, he basically was sliced up Buffalo secondary with ruthless efficiency. I mean, to look at his numbers, he three hundred and twenty five yards, three touchdowns, and most of those passing yards were to Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. How do Kelsey? you stop
0: Tyreek Hill? He is so good. He's so and fast.
1: So fast. Just unbelievable. Unbelievable. I mean, Kelsey had 13 catches for 118 yards and two touchdowns. Tyreek Hill had nine catches for 172 yards. They became the first duo in NFL history with consecutive games of at least 100 yards receiving each in a single postseason. Wow. So you have the three of them. The, the only thing, you know, I don't think their running game was at 100% because uh, Edwards Hilaire has been fighting some injuries and the Bills oh.
0: didn't have Moss which hurt. And
1: but T- hurt. Uh,
0: TTY uh TY Yeldon,
1: TJ. TJ Yeldon. Yeah.
0: TJ Yeldon. Yeah. T-J I- I'm Yeldon. really
1: sorry. We're messing up everybody's names today. <laughs> <laughs>
0: TJ Yeldon. He just absolutely um he-, he did well for what he had, you know? I mean, he played a little more than than, you know, he was probably thinking he would, but
1: Now, do you, you think know. the Bills need to do something next season about that position like do you continue platooning moss and singletary yeah. do you maybe i do focus on one of them do you go for another guy in the draft like moss
0: i moss is your 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 one two down and then singletary is your third down i agree i, agree. I mean i i would just stick with that i i don't see anything wrong with that i mean you know look the bills passing offense they were third in the AFC, they were third in receiving. They were second in first downs to Kansas City. They were 20th in rushing. That does hurt. And they were second in points. In the, in the league. Not even, I'm sorry, not not even in um, the AFC. In the league. I mean, come on. We had a phenomenal, phenomenal season. I know. There's... I just
1: I was hoping for something different because of the way the game started. Yeah, it was I very mean, exciting in the uh, beginning, but Kansas I knew City that that wasn't going to last. Was, they spotted the Bills <laughs> for nine points, so it was like nine nothing, um, you know, because there was that muffed punt. Uh, as soon as we missed that extra point, I knew we were in trouble. But then after that, that did not rattle them. They, you know, there was that oh, missed no. punt opportunity in, inside the five yard line. Kansas City did not get ra- they do uh, rattled.
0: S- they do such a good job, Kansas City, at you know this is your cha- these are your championship caliber teams and they do such a good job at not letting plays that have occurred continue to influence them as they move forward so they're able to actually take it and move on like not a lot of people can do that like they you know when the ball was kicked to him again, you know, Andy Reid was like, No, you're gonna go out there and try to receive it again. And that's the smart attitude. Mm-hmm. It's like you don't want to be like, oh well, you know what, you're on the bench. Well guess what? You just screwed that person for the rest of the game. Because mentally they're like, nobody believes in me. I can't do this. Like, look, you know, you muffed the kick. Okay, you muffed the kick. Big deal. Get out there. Don't do it again. Get out there. You know, we believe in you. You you muff one in how many that you've caught It was a bad opportunity. I mean, or uh, you know, tough, tough situation at a bad time. But it was the first quarter, so who the hell cares? It's not like he did it when, you know, they were only up by four points and (laughs) the other team grabbed it and got a touchdown and they lost the game. So,
1: I think the the one bright spot for Buffalo's offense in that game um, was your rookie kicker, uh, Tyler Bass. Tyler Bass. He kept him in the game.
0: (laughs) <laughs> Tyler Bass is the man. But when I'm telling you, though, when we missed that extra point, I, I got really concerned. It, it, he
1: did, I mean, what did he have, like four three, three, four field goals? I mean, you can't beat Kansas City with a field goal, but he was your bright spot. I think a sort of a negative take from the game uh, was, I think it was the was it the fourth quarter when there was that oh, little the fighting, the little fight, you know, I mean, it's that, that's frustration. The immaturity. That's, the immaturity. Know, Josh Allen chucked the ball at the guy's head. And then there was some well, fighting and shoving. Well, so he did,
0: he did get knocked down after the play. Well, was yeah, done. yeah, yeah. I, there was a lot of little chippy stuff going on for the whole game. You expect that in a conference championship. I thought the officials did a pretty good job controlling the game. Um, what, you know, what I think the bills can do is just learn from that. And you don't win games that way. You just, you know, you, you don't win games that way. That's it. Like you have to keep your shit together. You have to, you know, hold your teammates accountable, which I think they did. I think, you know, a lot of the other Bills teammates got in in the middle there and were like, you know, knock it off. But um yeah, no, I it, that, it was pretty chippy at the end. That just yeah. shows their immaturity. Yes. But they'll be fine. I'm not worried.
1: They're still learning and you know, I mean, what's <laughs> kind of funny is that instead of you know having to conquer the familiar foes of the Patriots in the AFC East you know their new road blo- roadblock I think for the foreseeable future is Kansas City is Kansas City yeah and as you know the coach said that's your measuring stick yeah that's so fine i that's think fine. they're going to be using that for the future
0: yep so congratulations to Kansas City on going the third consecutive that hurt to say that not really cuz it, it's not like the It's honestly not like I expected the Bills to win.
1: No, but there's always hope. There is always hope. And I did see that uh, when the players arrived home to Buffalo, there was a lot of fans there cheering.
0: Because the Bills fans are the best. Yes. That's all there is to it. Bills fans are the best. (laughs) So yeah, so Kansas City really, really did well. And then that was the night game. The afternoon game... Was the
1: NFC Championship. Was
0: Green Bay and Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay. who I absolutely felt Green Bay was just going to steamroll over them, because A I thought they were did. the only team that was actually playing well in the week before. But what did I say in our last podcast? You can't count out Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. Look, I I don't care what anybody says. Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback ever. <laughs> yeah. Ever. Yeah, I mean just look, he led a team that don't get me wrong, has a they have a lot of talent. They have they have more they have more polished wide receivers than I think he's ever had in he ever had in New England. He had good wide receivers, but he didn't have multiple good wide receivers. He has multiple good yes. wide receivers in <laughs> Tampa Bay. He has Leonard Fournette as a running back. Mm-hmm. But there was no preseason no,
1: so he's a new team, new team, new offensive new system, new coach. No, no
0: preseason has to play all of his playoff games on the road. Yep. And I think he is absolutely the best quarterback ever. And people have said, is this his best season ever? No, I don't no. think it is. 2007, One of the best, yes. Two, his 2007 season, I think, was the best season He's, he's ever done. He had, he had 50 touchdowns. They went undefeated for the year, and they lost to... My Giants. There you go. So they <laughs> lost to the Giants. He won MVP that year. I absolutely think that was his best year. And he's had, you know, what, 12 turnovers this year, 40 touchdowns, I think, 40 touchdowns and 12 um, interceptions. I, I just can't, you know, I can't say enough about this guy because he's freaking unbelievable.
1: Well, and also... Tampa Bay snapped Green Bay's uh, seven-game winning streak with that with that win. You know they were aided by that very strange decision by the Packers coach Matt Lafleur, with little over two minutes remaining in a 31-23 game. Uh, he they elected to kick a field goal to get within five,
0: giving the ball back to, to Tom, Tom Brady, Brady. Brady with now, two minutes and five seconds left. I think it was
1: uh, so four, two minutes and nine seconds.
0: Two o nine.
1: So. A lot of people have been sort of uh, armchair quarterbacking whether or not Green Bay should have gone for it. Now, the analytics say it's close or even disagree that he made the right choice. So the analytics kind of go to the side of that was the right choice to make. I absolutely disagree with this. I hate analytics. I hate that they run football, baseball.
0: They're saying that based on where the game was yes
1: based on everything that it was the right call but what they didn't base it on is the fact that okay sorry go ahead (laughs) so in my opinion the numbers are just a guide i I don't think that you should base an important decision like that purely on analytics and numbers i I think that being aggressive in that situation would have been the winning call Mm -hmm. in my book uh you know, if you kick the field goal, you still you still have to score again, and um, there's no guarantee that you're going to get the ball back. Yeah, two and nine. And you cannot give Tom Brady two minutes.
0: If you give Tom Brady two minutes, that's you know what what did they have? They had two timeouts and the two minute warning. Mm-hmm. So that's what Green Bay had left. Yes. So in essence, they had three times to stop the clock. So three times to stop the clock for Brady to have to go what ninety yards. Right? Mm-hmm. Two minutes. Yeah, no. There's no way. How do you do it? I mean, he's going to do exactly what he did. Run the ball, get the first down. Run well, the ball, get the first You know, pass the ball. That is pass. my
1: problem with analytics. I don't think coaches, whether baseball or football, should be relying so heavily on analytics. I think you've got to go with instinct. You've got to go with gut. Like, you and I are, I mean, we're just two people that sit and do a podcast. We're no expert. And we both say, you can't give Tom Brady two minutes. Mm-hmm. You've got to be aggressive in that situation. I think Matt Lafleur made a huge mistake by relying too much on the, the spreadsheets and not on his instinct. You know, and he said he came out and said in the post uh, post game press conference, he said, "Anytime it doesn't work out, you always regret it." It was just circumstance of having three shots and coming away with no yards, and knowing that you not only need the touchdown but you'd need the two-point. The way I was looking at it, we essentially had four timeouts, two-minute warning. We knew we needed to get a stop. But you know what? Tampa Bay just ran the clock out. Yeah. Because Tom Brady is the master at that. He's so good at getting that next first down, getting that next first down. So he could be third down in 20, and he'll get that first down. Yeah. So they just ate up the clock, and the big controversy was that Aaron Rodgers... During the postseason press conference, right. post-game. post game, post game, post game press conference, <laughs> yeah, you know, well, postseason as well. Yeah, he basically said, "I understand the thinking, but it wasn't my decision." So, what did you say? Rogers threw his coach under the oh, bus with Absolutely,
0: that one? Rogers threw his coach <clears throat> under the bus, which meet, leads us to potentially our our next topic of rolling into a little bit of Aaron Rodgers.
1: Well. So, the Packers have lost the NFC championship game for the fourth time in the last seven seasons. (laughs) (laughs) They haven't reached the Super Bowl since 2010. Um, You know, Rodgers was basically, he basically said that he was gutted (laughs) after that game. Uh, You know, that he had put so much into it, into possibly an MVP season. And this is how they go out. And as you said, he he did throw his coach under the bus. And I mean that does lead to Aaron Rodgers. Are Aaron Rodgers and the Packers near divorce? I think
0: they are. I think they are. I mean, I don't I don't know. I
1: I, I think um I think they are. I'll tell I think you why. Aaron Rodgers
0: is definitely on his way out.
1: I think they are, and I'll tell you why. I don't think the Green Bay organization com- has completely won him over from last year. I mean, last year they 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 drafted a replacement in the draft. <laughs> um, you know, they could have – it was like basically the best, um, best year in the draft for wide receivers, and they didn't draft a wide receiver. Um, even though they asked him – he asked them to draft a wide receiver – So not only did they draft his replacement, but they didn't draft a wide receiver. I think – I really think that – I mean, he's a smart guy. I think that because those signals are clear, and I don't think they won him back, so to speak.
0: Um, He's 37 years old. His contract expires in 2024. He makes – let's see – a year 134 million dollar contract his average salary is 33.5 million a year
1: here's the other thing he's now gonna have to sit and watch a 43 year old quarterback who finally broke free from the only team he has ever known yeah. celebrate on his home field um because tom brady chose a tampa bay roster overflowing with pass catching options and is going back to the super bowl because of it yeah so that's got to also factor in it as well. I think by what he was saying, when I think he's basically sending a signal out there to the rest of the league, basically, come and get me. I think he wants to leave Green Bay. I think he's done. And I think there are plenty of teams out there Jets. that would be willing to take over that contract <laughs> Jets. and pull him in. I I don't see him staying. And I think his one trick up his sleeve that he could do if he didn't want to play for Green Bay and he wanted to force their hand was to say, "You know what? I'm going to retire." Because there's nothing they can do about it if he says he wants to retire. Um I I think that if he used that weapon, then they'd have to deal. Him.
0: I I think I think he's done. I think this is the last game that we've seen him play in a Green Bay uniform. Um, especially with seeing how successful Brady was walking into a new team, a new team that had a new coach. Watch him go to Houston, Uh, Aaron Rodgers to Houston, because Deshaun Watson wants out. Um, But I don't blame him after the latest. uh, As I suspected, they promised him that he would be part of the coaching decision, and apparently he was not, and now he wants out. And – I don't blame him for that.
1: So you're saying Rodgers could go to Houston? Could you imagine? I
0: don't see it. I don't see it either. I do not. I don't know where he would go. Honestly, would he go to San Francisco because they want a year to Garoppolo?
1: I could see that. I think Aaron Rodgers, what he's doing is again, he's pretty smart guy. I think he saw the writing on the wall when he saw that Green Bay made some moves to draft uh, Love, his replacement, higher. Um, yeah, they drafted. They really so moved up. To they get him, were didn't preparing they? for the day Rodgers was no longer their quarterback. And I think he saw the writing on the wall. And by pulling this move, he's saying, "We're doing it. I'm leaving Green Bay on my, my terms, terms, not your terms." I agree. And I think that's be- what he's doing. I mean, honestly, if he really wanted to push his way out, he could say he's going to retire. He's going to stay away as long as it takes. And then uh, he could give the president of the team a list of teams that he'd may want, he may want to go to and basically get it done before the league starts again. Well,
0: here's, the, here's the thing, too, when you kind of look at the Green Bay um, salary. You know, next year, everybody's in the clear. But after that, you've got Devontae Adams' salaries coming up for you, $58 million. I mean, the dude deserves as much money as he, he wants. He's an amazing receiver. Josh Jackson, your cornerback, is coming up. He's going to want money. Um let's see if there's anybody else that's high in 2022. Not too many, but they have a lot of people on payroll coming out in 2022. So if you kind of look at it that way, well, Darius Smith is 2023. If you look at it that way, like this might be his his time to just be like, "You know what? I'm out." Like And
1: I think there's an abundance of teams. Oh. that would be very eager to take on are you his remaining contract.
0: He's, a, I mean, he's the oldest player, next to his the kicker, who's thirty six, and Rodgers is thirty seven.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, I I agree with you. I think I think he's on his way out.
1: I, I think he is too, and I think he's playing a game, and he's throwing mm-hmm. those those little hey, bits okay. of information out that? there. And again, I think because it is Aaron Rodgers, he wants to do it on his terms, and not on their terms. Yep. And I think that's what he's doing.
0: I agree. I agree. I think. I think this is my. This is the last time you'll, you're going to see him in a Green Bay uniform. I don't think he's coming back next year with Green Bay.
1: No, I don't mm-hmm. think so either. I don't know where he'll end up. I mean, honestly, he he's a California guy. He went to UC Berkeley, so why not San Francisco?
0: Charger? No, Chargers have Herbert, and you got Goff. Oh, could you do Goff for
1: uh, Rogers? I mean, Goff's future isn't secure in L.A.
0: Exactly, Goff for Rogers. Mmm, two good systems. They'd actually exchange well.
1: I don't know, though. I I feel like would Aaron Rodgers get along with the coach, McVay? No, because I think McVay's younger than he is. And two strong-willed personalities. (laughs) I think I could see Aaron in San Francisco. I see San Francisco. Jimmy Garoppolo for uh, Aaron Rodgers. Well, Jimmy Garoppolo and some draft picks (laughs) (laughs) for Aaron Uh, Rodgers. Because that is not an even swap. Yeah, I I like Jimmy, but no, that's not an even swap. Garoppolo and
0: draft picks. Maybe Garoppolo first round draft pick for Aaron Rodgers Rodgers and Cash or something. Maybe they'll pick up some of his salary. And I I think
1: Rodgers would do well under um, their coach, Mm -hmm. Shanahan. Yeah, I think he'd fit in well there, and that's his home turf. He's from that area. Yeah.
0: So I guess we're going to see what's going to happen with uh, with Aaron Rodgers as we move through the rest of the season. The uh, Super Bowl. Well, did we mention
1: uh, Deshaun Watson?
0: Well, I said Deshaun Watson isn't going to get. Well, he does want to trade now.
1: Yeah, he made it. He made it publicly clear. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Um,
0: publicly clear. You still think he's going to the Jets? I don't see that at all. I don't. See him going to the Jets. His
1: two favorable destinations, <sighs> according to insiders, are the New York Jets or the Miami Dolphins. Those are the top two teams on his list. Why does he want to come to the Jets? Is it the market? Like, what about
0: the Giants? I mean, I know that they have Jones, but... I, I don't if, see
1: him going to the Giants. I, I, don't don't he, I don't think he would fit in their system. I think, it's, I think it would be a trade with the Jets... They'd get Sam Darnold mm. and some picks for Deshaun Watson. I mean, honestly, if I was Deshaun, I would not want to go to <laughs> New York. God I'd sweet, go to Miami right? over that, but God, Miami's
0: the Miami's got, you know, they got a ton of talent. Could you imagine if they had a really good quarterback on that team? I I could see him going to Miami. He yeah. The thing is he's That in, would be huge. Watson's if he went to Miami. in charge
1: because he has that no trade clause. So he can he has to agree. To where they want to send him.
0: Uh, dude, go to Miami. Don't come to the Jets. Please. Please, to all those Jets fans. I'm sorry. Don't
1: come to the Jets. But he might like the coaching change. He might want to play for uh, Salah. I-,
0: I would want to play for him, too, but not right now. Like, not not
1: here. I I don't know. I Whatever I- it is, it's going to be a blockbuster trade. It is. It- it's not going to be like... When you can throw the ball to
0: Devontae Parker, what...
1: I mean, it's Go to not... Miami. <laughs> it's... It's not gonna be like what they did to DeAndre Hopkins. Like they gave him away for peanuts. Yeah, that was really I don't see that happening with Deshaun Watson. I'll tell you what, Houston's
0: Houston's (laughs) screwy. So you never know. They may end up doing that. They may end up doing that. But Deshaun Watson, yeah, I I mean their GM
1: their new GM Casario, he keeps proclaiming Watson is our quarterback. But do you want a guy He's iconic? He's crazy. Do you want a guy that doesn't want to be there? Like do you want the captain of your team, basically, to be a guy who doesn't want to be there. Do you want that as your quarterback? I I, I mean, at that point, I mean, I know Deshaun Watson is an amazing talent, but I would take the third string quarterback who's been riding the bench over that because I think that's just a toxic um, attitude. It's just going to spread negativity through that team by having a guy that doesn't want to be there.
0: Jameson Crowder or Devonte Parker buddy who do you want to pass to
1: I mean you could tell that he's I, I, he's got an ego he wants to go somewhere where he's gonna be noticed he will be
0: noticed in Miami yeah and think of all the sunshine in Miami No offense you got the Meadowlands complex
1: <laughs> <laughs> the swamps New York City
0: Hoffa New York City. Oh.
1: And Hoffa's not there.
0: Yeah, we don't I'm not convinced. Um, yes, I understand New York City, but it with his ego, that fits in Miami. But.
1: And honestly, do you want to play for the Jets who've always been second fiddle to the Giants in the and New York City area? Run by
0: Woody Johnson, who last week you all heard about my love of Woody Johnson. Um, anyway, um, it's gonna be interesting to see where he goes.
1: I don't think the relationship with the Texans can be repaired. Absolutely so I don't not think it's done. I don't think it's, it's gonna, done. It's done. Okay. It's done. <laughs>
0: I, I agree after this, especially when, because that that's what I said last week. I said, they are going to have him be a part of the coaching decision. And if that happens, he's going to stay with Houston because he's respected. The fact that they hired a coach and he came out and he's like, 12 hours nothing, after they hired the coach. I had nothing to do with this. <clears throat> I was not involved. I was promised to be involved. He's gone. Dude, I'd be gone too. That's disrespect. When no, he, I would be uh, too. I'd be out. But pick the right team, please Go down there to Miami So, Deshaun
1: Deshaun Watson For Tua and draft picks
0: No, 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 no I wouldn't get rid of Tua
1: Well, they're going to want
0: a quarterback I understand that They can have, uh, uh, what's his name, Tannehill They can have Tannehill
1: and Tannehill is with uh, Tennessee not Tannehill Fitzmagic Oh,
0: no, no, they don't want Fitzmagic
1: (laughs) Wait, didn't he play for the Texans at one point? I think he did. I think he did.
0: I think he did. There's probably he's pretty people much worked his way him. around the NFL. So look, there's people they could give him without giving
1: up to a But I think that's going to be the part of the deal that they want Tua. So Tua for Deshaun. Oh my god.
0: So yeah, I mean, I, you know what? I think I might actually do that because I, I'm not convinced Tua is. And what's interesting is, is the, his,
1: the, his
0: hip is going to yeah. let him last forever.
1: What's interesting is the Dolphins are also owners of several of the Texans' 2021 draft picks by way of the Laramie Tunsil trade. Oh, they can give some back. Yeah,
0: I'll tell you what. I think he's going to end up in Miami. And even if it is to it, let's see. What I think he's going to end up
1: in the Jet with the Jets. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's going to go to New York. That's my prediction. <sighs> he could fool all of us, and who knows, end up in Denver, Denver. but <laughs> or, or Detroit, <laughs> but. I I don't know he he supposedly he really wants New York or God, Miami. They are young Miami. I'm just looking at their ages. Holy! I cow. agree with you. I think the better fit would be Miami. Miami. But I I I think he's gonna go to the Jets. They have the money too. It's that New York City thing. No,
0: it's not that great. Trust me. Anyway, um, so that's Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Yeah. So we have the Super Bowl coming up. We've got the Super Bowl between the Wild Card Tampa Bay Buccaneers mm-hmm. and the um number one team in the nfl and the defending city super bowl
1: champions
0: um but what the kansas city chiefs don't have that tampa bay has is tom brady
1: um, <laughs> well i you know before i really get into it i have some interesting little facts oh, about i do this too. Super Bowl. i do okay. too all I right have, i have super bowl and postseason facts oh we all have, right we have a couple we have lots well, of well do you have this one Go. That after Super Bowl 55, Andy Reid will have coached the Super Bowl in all three Florida stadiums. Holy shudster. Super, Super Bowl 39 in Jacksonville, Florida. Super Bowl 54 in Miami. And Super Bowl 55 in Tampa, Florida. How
0: about that? I don't have that. What I do have is that 1999 was the last time a player won a Super Bowl and was the MVP. Do you know who it was? Do you know who it was? Do you know who it was? Huh? Huh?
1: Tom Brady? Huh? Kurt Warner. (laughs) Kurt Warner.
0: (laughs) Kurt Warner was the last player to win MVP and win a Super Bowl. That's crazy.
1: 1999. And now... Oh, no, never mind. I was going to say something about Kurt Warner, but I, I realized I was wrong as I was formulating the thought in my head. Uh, here's, another, here's another little interesting okay. tidbit.
0: What's your ne- next fast fact?
1: After 53 years of Super Bowls that featured at most only one team with red as a primary uniform color, Super Bowl 55 marks the second straight championship in which both teams primarily wear red.
0: Who did they beat
1: last year? San Francisco. Oh.
0: Excellent. I like that one. Here's mine. Okay. What we are actually already kinda of said it, so I'm gonna say two. This is the first time a Super Bowl team has played in their whole home stadium. Yep. That's kind of a known fact. My second one is more of a postseason fact. Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Three playoff games a two hundred and fifty plus passes, fifty plus rushes. The first quarterback to do that.
1: All right, I got some more Super Bowl ones. Go for it. Carl Sheffers will referee the game as part of a crew featuring Sarah Thomas, who becomes the first woman to officiate a Super Bowl. Correct. The Buccaneers are the third Tampa game to play for a championship during the pandemic. Ah, Rays. The Lightning won the Stanley yeah. Cup, and the Rays lost to the Dodgers in the World Series. Barely. And my last little fact is... The average cost of an ad, 30-second ad in the Super Bowl will be Wait, wait, wait.
0: 30-second ad in the Super Bowl. I'm going to say
1: 4.2 million. Nope. It's going to be 5.6 million Damn, plus so an additional 200,000 to air the commercial on the game's online stream. So the wow. price now. The price last year, average price, 5.6 million. So it's remained completely stagnant, and they're saying it's because of covid. So pretty much
0: everything across the board has remained stagnant. My yeah. health insurance didn't go up. We didn't raise <laughs> you know our three percent increase on some of our pro
1: you know we, yeah, I get it. I get it. okay. yeah, everything, so interesting. last year it was also five point six million
0: okay. I, I have I have four more.
1: Oh, all right. I'm ready Go ahead. Four
0: quarterbacks are starting the Super Bowl with different teams. There are four quarterbacks that have done this. Peyton Manning, Colts yes. and Broncos. Kurt Warner, Rams and Cardinals. Craig Morton, Cowboys and Broncos. And Manning, <clears throat> I'm sorry, and Tom Brady. Tom Brady, Patriots and Buccaneers. Okay. Manning is the only one to win it for both teams.
1: I mean, that's a, that's a pretty impressive list. Well, if we get to my prediction I think it's going to be Brady, Tom Brady. is going to join
0: Manning. Okay, but we'll
1: talk about that.
0: Travis Kelsey had five 100 plus yard games in the playoffs. That's an NFL record. 16. 16. What was that? First team in sixteen years to win back to back, <laughs> <laughs> to win back to back Super Bowls. Should say last time since <laughs> <It's not> South one <anyone laughs> back to back Super Bowls with two thousand three, two thousand four Patriots. It's been sixteen years. That's where my sixteen there years. There you is go. Going. I knew
1: the sixteen fit in there yes, somewhere. Yes,
0: I knew I had to fit in there somewhere. The Chiefs and Bucks in week twelve combined for nine hundred and sixty yards. And Tyreek Hill had two hundred and sixty nine yards of that. Those are my Super Bowl
1: facts. Well, either way, how this game goes, uh, history is going to be made. Brady is looking for his seventh ring in his tenth Super Bowl appearance, which no NFL player has gotten seven rings. And Patrick Mahomes looks to go back to back as the youngest quarterback to ever appear in consecutive Super Bowls. So either way, you're gonna you're gonna have some history made. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna
0: predict 1,230 <laughs> yards between the two teams. I'm gonna predict a high score. You.
1: I agree. High score. Um, but I'm going to make a pretty controversial prediction. I believe Tampa Bay will win the Super Bowl and give Tom Brady his seventh Super Bowl ring.
0: I don't know how controversial that is. <clears throat> I mean, Kansas City's only three-point favorites. I,
1: I Well, do you want to know why I make this prediction?
0: Yes, please. Please tell me. I feel like you have notes on it. <laughs>
1: I have notes on everything. We know this. <laughs> so I think that Tampa Bay has the potential to put pressure on Mahomes. Agree. Uh, they had 48 sacks during the regular season, oh which was tied for fourth in the NFL. Uh, in the NFC Championship game, they sacked Aaron Rodgers five times. I think that, goes, that, that says something, because you're going up against a Chiefs offensive line, That will be forced to adjust without starting left tackle tackle Eric Fisher, who tore his Achilles tendon in the AFC championship game. Eric Fisher's job is to protect Patrick Mahomes' blindside. Um, So I think that's going to hurt. I think, in addition, Tampa Bay has a dangerous red zone threat in Mike Evans. Uh, He's 6'5". He's got 13 receiving touchdowns during the regular season, which was fourth in the league. Team high, 70 catches for 1,000 yards. <clears throat> In the NFC Championship game, he had three catches for 51 yards. But Well, you can't forget this, too.
0: Um, you know, you got this guy called Leonard Fournette, who's yes. going to be on a mission yes. to win that ring.
1: Yes. Mission. Now, if you look at Brady and Mahomes' numbers, they're pretty even. Um, if oh, you,
0: absolutely. Like,
1: I was looking at... Um, so, both teams, so both quarterbacks ranked in the top five in the league in passing yards and touchdowns. Uh, Brady threw for 4,633 yards and 40 touchdowns. Mahomes threw for 4,740 yards and 38 touchdowns. Both Brady and Mahomes ranked in the top three in ex- passing game, passing yards per game. Uh, Brady averaging 290. Mahomes averaging 360. How's it going? Both quarterbacks have fairly equal stats. So I think you've got to look at experience. The whole thing is experience versus youth.
0: I agree. I think, um, I agree only in that it's Tom Brady. I I just don't, I don't think the Chiefs can be beat. I don't think they can be beat. I think they're actually better than last year. I think, um, I think the Chiefs are going to win the game. I think it's going to be high scoring Here's the other thing. I think it's going to be a lot of chips and dip and <laughs> a lot of beer. A lot of beer and wings. It's going to be fun. Ooh, wings. It's going to be fun.
1: Well, Tom Brady has been <laughs> has been on this stage more than anyone else in NFL oh, history. Well, yeah. I think he's had 10 This is going to be his 10th appearance in the Super Bowl. He owns numerous records, numerous Super Bowl records, and I think he's been named Super Bowl MVP 4 times. It's got to be around there. Wouldn't he really like to be the only man in NFL history to have seven Super Bowls?
0: Yes. And I think he would also like to stick it to Bill Belichick. But that's just oh, between absolutely. me. absolutely.
1: That's I do, just me. That's I do love me. the Bernie Sanders meme where they replaced Bernie Sanders' head with Bill Belichick. Yeah, that was really funny. Head, and it said, that was here's really funny. Bill during the postseason. Yes. Yes. So, so, all right. So, you're picking Kansas City. I am. I am going with Tampa Bay. I like it. We're going you know to have a fun And you know what? They're playing at home. Tampa is playing at home. At the 20,000? 20, 22,000 22, fans, people who are healthcare first responders. first responders and have had a negative COVID-19 test. Fantastic. So, and You know what? It's going to be fun,
0: whatever. Um, it's how cool would be nice. it be,
1: though, to be a first responder and going to a Super Bowl and there's only like 20,000 people?
0: That would be a lot of fun. Can you imagine? Barely any bathroom lines.
1: Exactly. Beer no beer lines. lines.
0: <laughs> that, you know, actually, how do I get in on
1: that? I mean, you're seeing... The greatest quarterback of all time versus a baby greatest quarterback. Yeah,
0: because I think Patrick Mahomes
1: can end up if, being absolutely
0: past Tom Brady
1: if he stays healthy. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That's so, what I mean. You're saying the greatest of all time the in the making, in the future. Yep. But I still say experience over youth. Okay. All right. I
0: I think Kansas City's too good. I I don't think Tampa Bay secondary is. Well, we, an roo- we know you're not. We know you're not rooting Hill. for
1: Kansas City.
0: Uh, well, you know. <laughs>
1: I'm gonna root
0: for the best commercials and just enjoy the game. I think.
1: Oh yeah, and then um, of course we always have the puppy bowl. Oh, the bowl. puppy
0: bowl is always my favorite because I know
1: in many Super Bowls past when they've been blowouts or just disappointing, you put on the puppy bowl. We put on the puppy bowl because which you have to pay
0: attention to Dawes because yes. we drive for them occasionally. We help transport dogs to Dawes, so make sure. I think they have six dogs. I think so. In this Puppy Bowl. So, um, yeah, they're going to be really cute. I yeah. don't know if it's any we move. And the Kitty but Halftime but time Show. Yeah. Yeah. So. We always watch the Puppy Bowl if it's a blowout.
1: Yeah.
0: It's very hard for me also to cheer for Tom Brady. But, and, uh, you know, listening to me through this podcast, you're probably like, man, she loves Tom Brady. Look, I don't like Tom well, Brady, he, I but mean, you are the wearing greatest your, of all time. You
1: are wearing your Tom Brady Buccaneers jersey. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> i'm kidding because she i is own not. one she is not i'm kidding
0: look the dude's the greatest of all time i absolutely despised him because he played for the new england patriots the patriots always won and um they were in the bills division so the fact that he's down in tampa bay he has done an amazing job in tampa bay you know we also can't forget about antonio brown and how he's kind of helped antonio brown keep on the straight and narrow <laughs> <laughs> while he's been in tampa bay um, but he he really is, and to watch to watch a quarterback of this caliber, it's like being able to watch Wayne Gretzky mm-hmm. play um, when it was happening live, or you know, to be able to watch I don't even know like who's Hank greatest. Aaron, yeah, like Han- Hammer and Hank or something. You know, it, it, just to watch him play, to watch and see what he's able to do is just incredible. And I think he's playing against Patrick Mahomes who is going to be just as incredible, if not more, mm-hmm. um, in 10, 15 here's hoping.
1: Years. Here's hoping it's a good game. I think it will be. You know, I dislike when it's a blowout. Yep.
0: Although we can't forget the blowout with the Patriots and the Falcons. Ugh. So if Kansas City ends up going up like 35 to 14, don't, don't turn, turn the off, game off.
1: Because we know what happened because to it's poor Tom Atlanta.
0: Brady anyway and in the regular season i believe that they were down by three touchdowns and they came and back. they came back and won yeah so all right anyway so moving on to our next topic because we've talked about nfl um and we're still going to talk about the nfl briefly i have just have a quick comment on this it has to do with tom brady of course you know i think i, I, I am
1: gonna buy you a tom brady don't jersey love him. for your birthday
0: coming up the pro bowl is this weekend it's a virtual Pro Bowl. They're going to use Madden. We've talked, you know, we talked about this before. Lisa's like, "How is this going to work?" I'm not going to watch it. It's just a money maker. All it is is a money maker. It's just a way to get people into a room so people can have an excuse to have a party on a Sunday. Everybody needs their football. Madden's going to make a ton of money because they're going to add add-ons to their video game console that are going to be 69.99. <laughs> you can have a Pro Bowl experience. They're doing all sorts of little games throughout the week. But what I wanted to get to was. Mahomes, Allen, and Watson are your AFC quarterbacks. Okay. Rogers, Wilson, and Murray are your NFC quarterbacks. Okay. Who's missing? Tom Brady. Where is Tom Brady?
1: Well, how Where, did they, how did they were they voted by the fans? How? It was
0: it was voted, but it also I think it had to do with um, other stats too. Okay. And I'm like, I get it. Kyler Murray. He's um he's an, a great quarterback. He's an amazing quarterback. But how? How do you, like, if you look at their stats, it's not even comparable. I mean, they're all right, they're kind of close. But Brady had 40 touchdowns. Murray had 16. They both had 12 interceptions. Brady only got sacked 21 times. Murray got sacked 27 times. Rushing is where the difference is. Tom Brady rushed for six yards this year. Kyler Murray, 819.
1: I'm going to say this. It's a marketing decision. Tyler Murray represents your young bracket. Tom Brady represents but, your older bracket. But you've
0: got oh. Well, you have Mahomes on the other side. You've got Mahomes, Allen, and Watson. Rodgers, Wilson and Murray. Yeah,
1: it but the thing is you've got Aaron Rodgers, who's thirty seven, Russell Wilson, who's in his thirties. So they keep right, talking about the young quarterbacks in the AFC. That's valid. Why okay. not showcase the young quarterbacks in the NFC? You mean
0: Kyler Murray? Kyler Murray. The only young quarterback in the NFC. Well,
1: no, there's other young quarterbacks, but <laughs> <laughs> they...
0: The only one that's worthy of a Pro Bowl right uh, now.
1: Yeah. There are other young quarterbacks. Um,
0: but, you know, I don't know. I, I
1: don't know. I'm not...
0: I, I'm disappointed. I agree with you.
1: The stats don't add up. I'm disappointed. I think that is why they're doing it. Youth. Youth. The Utes. The Utes? (laughs) I don't know.
0: I think this is actually one year he really deserved to be a Pro Bowl, and he's not there.
1: But does this year make
0: any sense anyway? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. So, okay. We'll just go with that. So that's my Pro Bowl thing. Watch it this weekend if you want. We probably won't talk about it at all. Nope. That's my only complaint. It's a video
1: game. Why am I going to watch a video game? Well, the players are
0: playing the video game. I don't care. Which could be comical. Anyway, (laughs) Pro Bowls this weekend. NHL I have a quick quick topic on the NHL then we'll get into Major League Baseball I know I'm kind of jumping around a little bit um but with the way that the season has started I really think that the New Jersey Devils Ty Smith could win the Calder Cup I do agree six points he had what six points in five games five games he was he was on a five-point streak sixth NHL rookie defenseman to get points in his first five games mm-hmm. the sixth ever in history yep and all the other candidates for the um for the colder cup for rookie of the year are all offensive they're that are in the lead okay so i think it shows a lot that here we have a defensive guy who is you know up there in the discussions now with some of these other young i gun. Mean,
1: i love ty smith I, I you know i'm glad to see him playing yeah. Uh, he should have been playing last season, but that's a whole other story. I would love to see him win. Does he deserve it? We'll see how time plays out in the rest, of the, the rest of the season. If he keeps uh,
0: playing how he's playing, I'd be pretty excited, I think.
1: Yeah, if he, ke- if he continues playing the way he is, yeah. I agree with you on that one.
0: Yeah, so that's my only NHL news this okay. week. The season is still young. Very young. Um, but the Devils the Devils have been a nice little surprise. Yeah,
1: we'll see how long it lasts.
0: Well, they usually start off hot in the beginning. Everybody's like, Oh, we're going to the playoffs and then they lose like fifty two consecutive games or something. So yeah.
1: I, I mean it's we'll like a lot in of the other it. teams we follow. <laughs> I mean the New York Mets always start off hot and you know. And people always
0: gauge stuff in the preseason. I kind of consider this the preseason.
1: I mean, speaking of the New York Mets though, uh Major League Baseball? Should we major go into league major baseball? let's go
0: into major league baseball?
1: Uh well, I guess we could continue with the New York Mets. Uh, they've made a a couple of uh, moves. Yes. So they the Toronto Blue Jays uh, just announced they acquired Mets starter Stephen Matz for three prospects. That happened last night.
0: Diaz is the best prospect they got out of that. Yenzi Diaz. Yenzi Diaz They're getting is Sean, absolutely the best.
1: Sean Reed Foley and Josh Winkowski. Both very good. Now, Matz, he's a 29-year-old left-hander. Um he is coming off the poorest of his six seasons as a Met. He went 0-5 with a 9.68 ERA uh, <laughs> this past season. He's dropped from the rotation. Uh, he was put into the relief, but he really wasn't used too much in relief appearances. No. Um, and the Mets just acquired another lefty to bolster their bullpen. They acquired um, Aaron Loop to a 1 year deal. So that made Mats expendable. And I think that and this is this is what I think. I think that the Mets by trading uh Mats, I think the Mets are opening up a roster spot for probably the best free agent out there available still right now, Trevor Bauer. I think the Mets got three good uh young pitchers as well. As you said, the one the, the best one of the deal was Diaz. Uh I agree. Yeah, you know, he's, he's good. He was rated the Blue Jays' twenty sixth best prospect in twenty twenty. Uh he's been playing in double A New Hampshire. Uh so and I think the other two are young. I think they will serve their purpose. Um so I, I think it was a good deal all around Maybe I mean Stephen Matz. It's a shame because he's a local boy, um, but I think he needs to change his scenery. He just doesn't have what he did in the beginning, so I, I wish the best for him in Toronto. And Toronto, I they Toronto are making is, moves. Man, that's what
0: I was gonna jump into. I mean, they've picked up George Springer, mm-hmm. they picked up Tyler Chatwood, Kirby Yates, AJ Cole, Robbie Ray. I mean, Marcus Seaman, (laughs) Marcus Seaman, who I think is a totally underrated shortstop. I agree with that. Um, Anthony Castro, like they're making a move. They are. They're putting all the chips out there to make a move to to push the Yankees. Everybody's talking about the Yankees, 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 Yankees. You know, I like to talk about the Yankees, too, but (laughs) Yankees, Yankees, Yankees. And the Blue Jays are like, wait a minute. Hold on. Hold up. We might be north of the border, but hold up. I, I, man, they're making moves.
1: And think of that, that young starting uh, roster. Oh,
0: God. Vlad Guerrero
1: Jr., Bo, Bo Bichette. uh, Now you've got George Springer, Marcus Seaman. I mean, they've got a lot of talent on that team right now. It is the
0: AL East nightmare. (laughs) I, 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 they have a ton of talent on that team. If they, if they can keep it all together, they are uh they're going to they're going to make some noise. But maybe I, they'll get some
1: fans as well. So it's oh, always a that'll, shame that'll to see nice. the uh empty seats. Uh,
0: but you know, a good thing is is that the Yankees did re-sign DJ LeMahieu, who I think I've been crying about that since episode 1. Just re-sign him. That is a totally Amazing move! I'm so glad they re-signed him. I don't even know, and I don't even care what the contract terms were because he deserved every penny of it.
1: Well, and I think that uh, fifteen million a year is a cheap price to pay. Oh for my god, a MVP it? candidate! Oh, yeah, that's nothing. I think it's a steal. Yeah, at the moment. So,
0: I I'm psyched that they that they grabbed him. Tanaka went back to Japan.
1: Yeah, to his original uh, Japanese yeah. team. Yeah. I I wish him well. I yeah. I could see you know i think not? a little homesick so i i could see why and and he did well very well with new york had some injuries um but it's got to be hard being somewhere where you don't speak the language and completely different foreign world and yep so i, I can see why he went back so no ill feelings there um J.T. Realmuto and the Phillies agreed to a, a new contract, which I'm not surprised by. I think with all these people
0: going off the market, these teams just these guys just resigned, and you know because I, I
1: think in this you know. also in the in this time with the COVID pan- pandemic, where you've got a lot less revenue coming in, Major League Baseball teams weren't willing to spend those exorbitant amount of number uh, money. To get some of these players, and I think that a lot of them saw that and were thinking, you know what, I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm gonna take this deal with whoever. So I, I think that was a smart move by JT to stay with the Phillies. And talk about a, a good move for the Phillies. I mean, he, you know, he's probably the, he is the best catcher in baseball right now, uh, best all around catcher, defensively and offensively. Now, what's interesting about his new contract is he's the highest for any catcher in Major League Baseball history. He's also just the third catcher in Major League Baseball history to sign a contract worth more than $100 million, joining Joe Maurer and Buster Posey. So Maurer previously held the record for highest average annual salary at $23 million with his deal in 2010. And uh, JT is 23 one million. <laughs> so by point one million, he now has the record for
0: wow uh, highest point one million <laughs>
1: average annual value. I guess so. that's sometimes all you need. And, and speaking of one. Joe Mauer, really really nice guy. We met him years ago when he was playing in the minor leagues. Yep. Um. Charlton. Yep. Signed baseballs. Super nice guy. So yeah. Just to super that nice there. guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We always we always enjoy Joe.
1: I always was a big fan of his because of how nice he was. Yep, I so. could I could see that. I could see that. And I think. Do you have any other free agent signings or? I haven't heard or seen anything else.
0: I I don't have any other sort of predictions on where people are going to go. I think it's kind of winding down a bit.
1: I did just see Trevor Bauer is mm-hmm. not going to go to the Angels because they were a That's big. That's
0: good. They were a big competitor for him. It's good for the American League.
1: He I mean maybe he goes to the
0: Dodgers. I still say San Diego is a team you got to watch out for this year. <laughs> I
1: think that they are a team that could make a little noise. Um, um but I think Trevor Bauer is going to end up with the Mets. Um the last thing I'd be a great pick. I mean I'd be happy personally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh last thing I wanted to talk about in baseball was uh the Hank, passing of Hank Aaron. Hank Aaron. So what I think is really cool is that He made one last trip to the spot where he hit number 715. So there was a three-hour funeral service on Wednesday, featured two former presidents, a longtime baseball commissioner, and a civil rights icon. Wow! The hearse-carrying Hank Aaron's body detoured off the road bearing his name to swing through the former site of Atlanta Fulton County Stadium. So that's where he broke that record Mm -hmm. on April 8th, 1974. Mm Mm-hmm. And he passed the home run, run record set by Babe Ruth. And and a lot of people argue
0: that's the home run record. <laughs> but that's That's, <laughs> that's another a topic. whole other topic. <laughs> that's a separate episode.
1: So that stadium was uh, imploded in 97 after the Braves moved across the street.
0: And after the Olympics.
1: Uh, and it was made into a parking lot. My but mom tha- and
0: I saw games there, but go ahead. <laughs>
1: But the outer retaining wall of the old stadium remains, mm-hmm. along with a modest display in the midst of the parking lot that marks the exact location where the record breaking Homer cleared left field fence. Yep. Left so, center. Yep. I-, I think that was very fitting that the funeral awesome. procession uh, took a detour and drove through where he hit that home run.
0: Can can when I die, can you make sure we go past the Mexican restaurant that I like that <laughs> I have like a permanent stool seat <laughs> labeled there? That that would be cool yeah
1: well so (laughs) that's really awesome that they did that
0: that's very classy he was a great great pioneer in baseball oh
1: yeah and fittingly hank aaron is being buried he was buried in the oldest black burial ground in atlanta and it's a resting place for prominent civil rights leaders such as john lewis and julian bond
0: that's fantastic
1: so i mean i think again this is a whole other topic but i I think hank aaron what he did for baseball yep um and the fact that he played for a team that was in the deep south yep atlanta
0: yep um really really incredible and and
1: i agree with you i think his is the real record just saying just saying um but what a fitting tribute to have your hearse drive by that spot and when you die I will, you know, Make I'll sure do you even better. Cheerios. I will take your urn and place it on your seat <sighs> oh. and order it a plate of carnitas tacos. Thank you. Thank you. That means a lot And a beer. To me. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I'll do that for you. Thank you. I, I'll take
0: you to the donut place and <laughs> drop you off.
1: <laughs> yeah, but see, the best donut I ever ate was uh, up in Canada. That's okay. Canada. I'll go to Canada. I'll go to Alberta. You're going to take me all the way to Alberta, Canada. You're worth it. I mean, those were the You're best donuts it. ever. <laughs> I do have
0: one last little topic um, to talk about, and it's uh, it's kind of a local a local team, um, the Pink Dynamite Flag Football Team U seventeen. They're playing for a national championship down in Tampa. It's actually pretty cool. It's um, my friend's daughter plays on the team. I've kind of been following throughout the years, and it, it's really awesome because flag football. Has started to become this this real movement in I youth loved sports. It.
1: I, I when we played it in gym class, I loved flag football. And, and
0: what's cool is that it, you know it's the fastest growing sport in the nation. It's actually overtaken tackle football at the youth level. The Lower Bucks Flag Football Association.
1: And Bucks, Pennsylvania. It's
0: yeah, Lower Bucks, Pennsylvania. And it's a seven team round seven team round robin first round tournament. Then it goes into the playoffs, starts on Saturday, ends on Sunday, five on five. They play in a sixty five yard field. They play both offense and defense, which is what I always like to play about flag football. And a lot of people say they love it so much because you get to run around a lot. And <laughs> if you know, I was a parent and I had a kid. I would want them to play flag football because they run around a lot. That, and you don't have to worry about concussions. Exactly right. There's There's no no equipment. There's no tackling, nothing like that. It's such a growing sport that four states have actually made it an official sport. California, Florida, Nevada, and Alaska have actually made it an official sport within their states. And I think as this continues to grow, you're going to see more and more states doing that. I think you're going to see
1: college programs starting. Well, how how much fun would it be to have a professional flag football league that was co-ed?
0: So there is is a a women's professional flag football team up in in Long Island that, uh, I think it's Long Island, where she actually went and played with them for a little bit. Um, But what makes it really cool, too, is that it's all sort of NFL is involved a bit. Okay. So it's actually called the NFL Flag Bowl is what they call their Super Bowl (laughs) that's played on Sunday. But it's great because they get to meet the players. They get to talk to players. They get to... um, you know go to sessions and things that they that, do that's obviously, really neat avi obviously this year is different everything is yeah. is through zoom but they still get that opportunity the past couple years that they've gone they've gotten to go to the pro bowl so it's really really awesome and it's very well supported and i just wanted to give them a shout out and and good, well, luck, good luck this luck weekend to them. what's the team name pink again dynamite good luck to the pink, pink dynamite. dynamite um yeah they're they're hopefully they uh Kick some tail and bring that championship home. I know they've been close a couple times, and uh, hopefully uh, Chloe can uh, pull it off this year. That's uh, that Chloe, Chloe Roman. That's that's the one you got to look out for. She, she's gone. <laughs> maybe maybe we'll have her on next week, and she can tell us about her experience. But I, I think it's really cool that it's a youth sport that's growing. Um, it, it takes care of that concussion piece. So that's that's it. Good luck to them. I don't think we have anything else to talk about uh, this week. Oh,
1: Uh, wait! I forgot one thing. Oh, Lisa, Lisa, there's more. The Milwaukee Brewers, uh, they promoted Sarah Goodrum to their first female minor league hitting coordinator.
0: Wow! So she's the first super woman to have that role in
1: any major league baseball organization. That's
0: very cool. So,
1: congratulations to her. Yep, and she's coming from their sports science division.
0: That sounds like fun. So it's right up my alley. Former softball like player show.
1: for University of Oregon from 2012 to 2015. Wow, she was in their sports science department, primarily working on hitting. That's really cool. So, congrats to congrats, Sarah, Sarah. and women making more inroads into more professional and more sports. moves. So, there yeah, you look go. Out. Look, look out, look out for the pink dynamite, and look out for women taking
0: over the sports world. Oh, <laughs> maybe we shouldn't have said that. Anyway. <laughs> Thank you, everyone,
1: for listening. Yes, thank you.
0: Make sure that you follow us on Apple Podcasts. And we are also on iTunes. We are also on Anchor, anchor.fm slash timeoutjl. Everyone have a great week. Enjoy the virtual Pro Bowl.